Welcome to the Inside Story on Franchising with valuable insights on how to create multiple streams of income through franchising and building businesses. Host Ricardo Matos has spent more than 25 years building businesses in multiple industries and helping other business owners succeed. His expertise and entrepreneurial know-how will educate and inspire you. On the show, Ricardo brings together industry experts and insiders who share solutions and strategies along with a passion for helping entrepreneurs make the best decision when it comes to buying a franchise or any business opportunity and much more. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to the Inside Story Podcast of Franchise. Today we have Justin Goodbridge, CFP and CEPA with a CVGA owner of Heritage Investors LLC, Heritage Business Advisor, and FinanciallySimple.com. He's a naturally recognized financial planner, educator, wealth manager, author, speaker, and entrepreneur. He has over 20 plus years of experience starting buying, owning, and selling businesses. Justin is a three-time recipient of the Investopedia Top 100 Advisors Award and the Exit, Exit Planning Institute. Exit Planners Leader of the Year. Justin, how are you today, sir? Give me a little info about you, man. How you been today? Buddy, I am blessed. Greatly blessed and highly favored is what I like to say, Ricardo. It's uh, it's fun. We have opportunity all around us as business owners. It's like, let's get out here and let's make this thing happen, right? Yeah, I hear you, man. We are all, we're all trying to figure out how to do all these uncertainties and all this thing that we got going on in a day by day due to the pandemic weather conditions, when it, it, you know, irrelevant to the fact, all the different things. But can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and who you are and what you are and what you are all about and what is it that you actually do uh, in simple terms? <laughs> you know, if I could put all that into simple terms, it makes my life easy for a lot of people. So I'm an old country boy from South Georgia, born and raised on the coast. On the coast. Uh, lived on a dirt road growing up. So I'm just an old country boy. Um, fell in love with business at the age of 15, started my first business with my brother. We later went on to sell that business, moved to East Tennessee where my wife is from. My wife is from the Philippines or her family's from the Philippines. And we found out that Knoxville, Tennessee is a great melting pot. And there's a huge Filipino community here in this part of the country. So we moved back to where her family is from and started and sold two more businesses. But during this time of growing business, starting business, selling business, being a business owner, I discovered something that really ticked me off. I mean, just made me mad, Ricardo. Really? The idea that we business owners busted. I mean, we work 40, 50, 60, 80 hours a week. In fact, I was just reading a study from the Harvard Review right before I came on this particular show for another show that said that most business owners spend about 65 to 80 hours a week working. Compare that to employees who do about 30 to 45. Correct. So, I mean, we work a ton of hours. But here's what's sad, man, and this is where I'm all about. Whenever we reach that age, whatever that age is for each of us, and we're like, you know what? I'm ready to do something different. Business has been fun. Maybe it's 20 years, like myself, almost 25 years in business now. And it's been fun. I got lots of gray hair to show for it. Um, but there's going to be a point where I'm, I'm done. Yeah. But here's what's sad, man. Most business owners are never done. It's because we care for everybody else. We take care of our employees, our customers, our vendors, and we don't take care of ourselves. In fact, 80% of our net worth is in our business, and we only have a 4% chance of selling our business for what we truly think it's worth. Only 13% of business owners can sell their business. So what am I about? It's 
we business owners, whether we're franchisees, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, whatever we are, we have something that we're working in to create value to others. And if we build it right, it, we can create value for ourselves and we don't have to be a statistics man. So my, my passion in life is teaching business owners that look, you can be a rock star business owner. You can be a great franchisee. You can care for your customers. You can care for your team, but you can also build a company that someone is willing to pay you for. It's so that's what I'm all that. about. It's just that you said that, Justin, because I called the, the age from 35 to 40 years of age, your expendable years, right? This is the area where you're actually working for someone else and you're literally reaching the point where you are literally expendable, where anything happens in society and any catastrophe or any economic change happens, you literally are to be booted out, out of a company. This is what I call the age of being expendable. From 35 to 40 and on, you are expendable. And what people don't realize when you're working 30, 40 hours for a, for a particular company, you have some kind of secure paycheck that may be coming to your way and that you're great. But when you are an entrepreneur, when you are a business owner and you're working and striving forward and you don't know where your next pay is and when you make your next payment is going to come from and you're working to make your business to strive to success, it is a crucial thing for every single person out there who are self-independent business owner to understand and follow process methods and, and procedures they have learned with companies that they have worked in the past so that when they're working on their business they can strive to create something great so my question for you here is what do you think the business owners should be doing right now to succeed in the long term to expand or grow their business um the answer to that is replacing themselves and here's why i say that i've worked with thousands and that's not an exaggeration of business owners i have the opportunity through our podcast the financially simple show to communicate with thousands of business owners and we personally work with business owners nationally through our company and in every business owner experience we end up striving to have the golden goose the old metaphor we want that goose that lays the golden eggs for us but yet we're no more than firefighters um, in michael gerber's book the e-myth which is a great book i challenge everybody to read it's one of the best ones out there i believe for small business owners he says that oftentimes we work for a lunatic us ourselves right we work for a crazy person here's why because when we wake up in the morning we have these great plans for how our day is going to be yes and then something transpires and before you know it it's five six seven ten o'clock at night it's like what the heck did i get done today i didn't do anything i was supposed to do because we're firefighters so my challenge to every business owner is replace yourself day one. See, whenever you go to build this asset, this business that is supposed to provide us income and ultimately be this golden goose, right? That we all set out in business to be, right? We wanted to have our own freedom. We want to have the, the cars and the houses and the time and the vacations. But before you know it, we're in those expandable years, Ricardo, as you mentioned, and now we're working 60, 70 hours a week doing remedial things that we shouldn't be doing. So the number one thing that every business owner at this point should be doing is replacing themselves. If they can truly move themselves from the epicenter of the business, then now an investor is willing to pay you something. Now another person who wants to step in that role as a business owner is willing to pay you for so pay you something. So by moving yourself out of the business, you create more freedom for yourself. You create more value. You increase the value of your company, and you position yourself to reach those dreams, whatever it may have been for you and your company 
I promise you, you didn't go into business or franchisee in order to work 90 hours a week and be and frazzled and all those other things. It's not why we went into business. No, I, I agree with you, uh, Justin. In, in all respect to what people are trying to strive and succeed, you know, no one should be able to have to work 50, 60, 70 hours when you're even trying for your business. The idea of uh, owning a business is to delegate the workload. Yes, we know there are new entrepreneur people out there who they just feel that they have to hug everything, right? They have to be in control of all aspects of the business, understanding the meaning of each individual business, but not until you start delegating the workload, your business is not going to strive and move forward because there's always, there's always so much you can actually accomplish and achieve all by yourself, right? And I know there's a lot of pitfalls. Uh, the business facilitate into uh, aspects of consideration, what to do first, what to do second, right? Uh, and one of the biggest problems in a lot of our business owners is pitfall, right? Uh, and those pitfalls are procrastination. And the procrastination is not having a clear perspective of lining up all the things that they need to accomplish, right? And here's where you come in. You come in as the one individual who can help them not only put organize those methodologies in order from A to C, but correct me if I'm wrong, do you get even find ways to streamline process and procedures for business owners? Or what are the things that you're actually working with a business owner that you're helping to move forward? Yeah, so here's the way I would describe it. In every business, there are eight, eight, the number eight, fundamental areas of business, no matter what business it is. I'm going to lay these eight areas out, and this will be a, a, the answer to your question, okay? So in every business, you have planning. What are we going to do? You have leadership, who is going to do it. You have sales and marketing, two different areas, but that's getting customers to the door and then selling them on the particular product or service you have. You have operations, it's how you move the product or customer through your organization. You have your employees or people, you have finance and legal. There's eight key areas of every business that's out there. No matter what the business is, they all have those eight areas. Here's where it gets interesting, Ricardo. Most business owners are very lousy planners. In fact, it's the one and the weakest area for all of us business owners. We're really good at operations, especially in the franchise world. Operations and those systems and processes are often laid out by uh, by the, the mothership. Yeah, in the, our franchise board. the franchise board. Yeah, they're all laid out for us, the operations. And they tell us the right people to hire in a franchise environment. They tell us, here's how you hire. And a lot of times we have clients who they actually have the franchise board, the, the, the franchisor who are doing the marketing for us. So they really don't have to do the marketing in some of these aspects. Now, if you're not a franchisee listening to the show, then you realize that you're having to come up with all these systems and processes and who to hire and, and the marketing. But here's where we get into the center of it, Ricardo, is every business owner, no matter what franchisee or a small business owner that's not incorporated with franchise, we all have to look at all eight areas and then to strengthen the one who is the weakest. Many times it's planning. Sometimes it may be leadership. But here's the problem with us business owners is even though we know we have to have the systems and we, yes, we can get in and we can tell you how to improve the systems. Yes, we can tell you how to do better scheduling. Yes, we can tell you the KPIs and KRIs and PIs and all these different types of acronyms that we know as business entrepreneurs. But ultimately, it's, it's relying upon the business owner themselves to realize, hey, I've got a problem. I like the epicenter of my business. Even with all these systems, I want to go and tweak them, micromanage and all these things. We've got to remove ourselves. So I still go back to, yeah, a good consultant. They can show you how to do all these things. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we business owners are a unique breed. We want control, man. We want to hold that steering wheel. We want to drive the bus. 
And until we can let go of that and trust the team, the systems, the operations, the planning, all those things around us, we're never going to reach what we truly desire in our business. You know, you have given some great suggestions and advice and tips in relation to what they need to do and accomplish. But let's say you are, let's say someone who's new at a business, right? And they're not just necessarily owning a franchise, but owning a business. Uh, and due to this pandemic that we're currently for, uh, facing, you know, weather, weather conditions, you know, power outage in Houston, right? Uh, 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 what do you call it? The freeze coming in that was never planned, running out of water. Uh, and business is trying to proceed and move forward. What is a wise suggestion or advice or a person who you, like you are, can give a, a new business owner? Yeah, easy. That's an easy one. Start and do a plan. Now, I'm not talking about a business plan with the nine points. I've written articles and articles about that for national media and own blog, blog posts, et cetera. <clears throat> In every business, we're going to face something. You mentioned a few. You mentioned storms, pandemics, you name it. Elect this just always going to be something out there which is going to cause us problems. That's the nature Hurricane, of the business. Hurricane, tornadoes, you name it. I'm kind of name it. Politic, political aspects, right? Oh, yeah. Just you name it, something's going to change. That's right. The only thing in life is certain is change. Here's what we as business owners, if you want action items, this is something I do in my own companies. This is something that we teach our customers to work with in their companies. At the beginning of year or right now, as you're listening to this podcast, I want you to pause your life and let's build a strategic plan. Let's you as the business owner put blinders on you and let's get laser focused on what's going to make your business successful. So here's the, here's the structure that we operate through. The first thing is we want to identify just three things, three objectives that you need to accomplish in the next six months to a year, depending on your business and scope, skills, et cetera. Three things. One of them has to be financial. Maybe you say, hey, look, we want to grow our revenue by 20%. Maybe it's one we, we want to cut our SGNA, our sales and general accounting expenses by 20%. We want to do something financial, one objective. And then we have two objectives that are not financial. And it may be let's rebuild our marketing, let's let's help target better customers, let's build better systems, better processes, whatever it is. There's three objectives, and that's it. And then for all three objectives, I want you to list list three specific tactics that you're going to do for each objective. So now we have an objective to grow revenue and there's three tactics on how we're gonna do that. So let's say hypothetically that we wanna grow our revenue by 20%. One of, the, one of the tactics we're gonna do is to enter a new market segment, whatever that may be for your business in my illustration. So for that one tactic, I want you to identify three specific action steps in order to enter that new market segment. So we have three objectives. For each objectives, we have three tactics. For each tactics, we have three action steps. If you delineate that out, you have 27 action steps that now you can assign who is going to do it, when are they going to do it by, and what is the results going to yield. So with a strategic plan in place, we take the paradigm of business ownership and we actually lay out, here's what we are going to do in business, come hell or high water. Man, come storms, come politics, come whoever, this is what we're going to do. Dude, I got to tell you, Ricardo, man, through all of 2020 with everything we faced through hundreds of businesses that we had the opportunity to serve, we only had a few business that did not hit their objectives yeah. because they became so laser focused that it didn't matter about the storm around them. It didn't matter about the problems that we faced as business owners. We were hell bent on reaching these particular things. And once you put that in your eyes, crystal clear, number one, for you as a business owner, then number two, as you align your team to that goal, I got to tell you, brother, man, it, so many things can be accomplished when you get laser focused. 
So that's what I, I would do right now. I agree with you. I believe in being laser focused is one thing, but you got to understand a lot of people t- today who are coming from the uh, you know corporate America and becoming entrepreneurs, learning how to own a business, uh, or even how to buy a business. Uh, what what advice can you give for someone who's buying a new business? What are the most important things that a new business owner should know or do to set themselves uh, on a new business for success? You know, I mean, we, we, in the franchise world, is one thing, right? Everything's laid out through the process and step by step in order for you to take that franchise level to the next level, right? But when you are not into the franchise world and you're starting from scratch and you're starting a business out of the blues, what advice can you give? Why are we doing this? <laughs> I'm going to have you answer that question, number one, because that's in and of itself is going to be the advice you need. And here's why. I know that seems like a cop-out answer, Ricardo, but that's the reality of it. So many times in life, we, we, biz, we people who are business owners will have this dream that, hey, I want to make a lot of money. If that's your reason for business, great. Chances are you're not going to make it. Correct. Chances are you're not going to make it. If you say, I want to impact the world, then go work for the American Red Cross. Yeah. Okay. Go do something in a mission environment. You have to know what it is. What is your purpose in life? What are you trying to accomplish? See, the, the solution is not the business. It's not the franchise. That's just a method to get you to what you want to accomplish. I know it seems, I know it seems philosophical, but I mean, I can sit here and say, yeah, if you want to go out and buy a business, you need to have 24 months worth of cash. If I, if you want to buy a business, you need to have a detailed marketing plan and know who your target market is. But candidly, brother, all those answers are trite and it's not real world experience from somebody who spent hundreds of hours becoming an expert in business. If you want to be an expert at business, what do you want to do? Answer that question. That lets you know the answer to everything else. You know, um, one of the big, one of the quick questions that I get from a lot of people is when would I get my return on my investment? How quick can I get my money back? I was like, people are relying on the actual business model that the return of investment can happen over time. They go to on TV and they watch all these different TV shows of how they do this and how they do that, right? And they're thinking that the, what they're seeing on TV is what is really going to really be it, right? And in society, they don't necessarily understand that the return on investment is what you're putting into the business, but you're getting out for your reward of the accomplishment you're doing day by day. Not the reward of money, it's a reward of what are you doing in your business for it to grow, right? It's like I tell people about Amazon. Amazon recently became profitable to the pandemic because for the past 25 years, they're being, their expenses have been being higher than the, the growth of profitability. But the business model was so great that it continues driving a lot of tiny more investors, right? But that's the key of aspect in any business. Return on investment is what you put into your business that your business is going to get returned to you, right? It's the, what you sow is what you reap. It's the, it's the seed that you plant that you're going to grow a fruit from it, right? If you're taking care of that business, that, let's say, for example, you plant a tree of oranges and it takes two or three years to give you orange, but you're planting it, right? You're, you're, you're taking care of it. You're watering it. You're putting some... Um, fertilizer right and you continue to take care of that tree so when it gives you the fruit it's the best fruit you can ever attain because you took good care of it the business is exactly the same way right here's what's interesting ricardo is i couldn't agree with you more on that here's why work with a lot of business owners and they either by all mess by all metrics you would think they're successful they have the big nice house they have the big car here's what most people don't see 
is that they worked in their business for five, 10 years, not actually taking a paycheck home, living off of savings, living off of something. And then all of a sudden they were overnight successes. It's kind of like the iceberg effect, right? There's so much underneath the water. There's a story that I love. If you can read the one about the bamboo shoe that takes five years before you actually see it break the ground. People treat, treat grow bamboo and it never comes through the ground for five years. The one I love is the rocket, like the Apollo series rocket ship, like Apollo 13, the movie's written after. It would burn up 87% of its fuel just to get one inch off the launch pad. That's what business is truly about. If you're going into business saying, hey, how fast can I get my ROI, return on my investment? Don't go into business. Because I could tell you from personal experience in my company today, I worked in there making, get this, as a planner, as an expert in the industry, making less than, taking home less than 30,000 a year for six years. Oh, yeah. I know that. Oh, yeah. And then that, where, we, where people forget about is we look at the income. And the income is not the value. And where you where a six, what we would say a good business owner and a successful business owner differ is a good business owner knows how to make income. Yeah, they they have an income machine providing them money, but they have to work 60 hours a week to get that. A successful business owner has a machine that's not only providing them a little bit of money, but it's providing them a ton of value that they're going to be able to sell, or they've already in the process of selling and actually realizing that illiquid value. Yeah. So if you're going into business saying, yeah, I want to get rich quick. Don't do it. Go to Vegas and play the lottery. Yeah, good bread said that. Go play lottery. You might get rich quick out there. Business is too much of a headache to try that with. I know. I know exactly what you mean. But can you share a little bit more? One of the major challenges that you have faced when you were growing your business. Patience, man. Patience. <laughs> it's exactly the same thing. So I, I have so I have this huge vision, right? If I say whenever I share my vision, it scares people. This huge vision. And I know I can get there tomorrow with the right team and the right amount of money. The problem is, is getting the right team members and then having the right amount of money to be able to afford the marketing and the process and the systems and all those things. So for me, one of my challenges is being patient, letting business develop. You know, I want to 10X it today, as Grant Cardone's often saying, I want to 10X it today. I want to make this thing just super crazy. Yeah. We're, once you get to a certain level of business, it's more like an aircraft carrier going through the ocean, one of these big cruise liners. You don't yeah. turn them real fast. So yeah. you have to be very tactical. So to me, man, the biggest thing I have to do with is patience. I see so much I, opportunity I it, everywhere. I call it the seasoning process, right? Um, you know, there's companies out there that they, they strive to sell you leads. And sometimes leads are not the best thing to have and attain. Leads are a way to, you're spending money buying leads instead of people it should be, instead of buying leads of how to do business, go after building your brand, right? Building your, your niche or who you are and what you are all about and how is your business going to strive. So it naturally will overcome, right? I believe that the, what do you call this? The turtle and the rabbit, right? The turtle is walking slow, seeing a big picture, gradually making the right decision. The rabbit is going so fast, getting a very narrow view of everything in life and not and missing all the great opportunities due to the fact that it's going so fast that it's not seeing all the big spectrum. And at the end of the race, the one that wins is the one who's going gradually, slowly, evaluating, analyzing all the details of their growth according to their business model. And basically what it comes down to me, when people are overcoming each individual challenge that they face day by day, their business will be more, um, should I call it, more profitable, 
or more uh, more successful because you are seeing it from the get-go with better spectrum. So when you started doing your business and with the people that you have coached in their business to strive forward, what is that one thing that it caused the biggest problem between the rabbit and the turtle? I know there's certain people out there who, who wants to go strive fast and they want to make it happen. And there's the other one that just want to take everything fully. What can you share from us about that? Yeah. So the question is what causes the biggest problem on the focus of whether or not instant results, here's your biggest problem. We don't have a plan period. The other way around it. Go back to the same question I said earlier. Why are you going into business? What is the reason for it? And if you can't identify that, then you're just out here just being tossed to and fro. You're just moving all around. It's like this. I was in my garden one day and I was watching the wind blow the, blow the, pollen all around there was just really no no method to the madness mm -hmm. you know whenever i started my lap mile three companies now i'd already sold three businesses i'd already gone through the school of hard knocks right had to had the degree from you college your dues. too you pay your dues Man, i paid the dues had the t-shirt brother i mean i had the t-shirt instantly what i did day one where do i want to be in 10 years and then how can I get there? Backwards engineer that, 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 that statement. What do I want to accomplish? What's the vision? Why am I going to do this next, this next venture at this season of my life? Most people don't do that. In fact, my own, my own first business, I, want, I, was, I don't mind saying this, my first business was a landscape company. I um, did a lot of landscape plans. My goal, you'll love this, Ricardo, I wanted to grow a purple daylily as a type of flower, and I wanted to be the first person ever to have a purple daylily, that way I could patent it after my name. Yeah. Um, it didn't happen. Somebody else beat me to the race. I actually learned how to do genetic modifications for daylilies. It was a lot of fun. I was in my teenage years. Before you know it, I was babysitting a bunch of people who didn't care about my vision of growing a daylily. Instead, they wanted to drive lawnmowers into swimming pools and they wanted to cause all sorts of problems with equipment. And I became baby, I began babysitting. But if I had started off by saying, here is the vision that I want to do, and then everything aligned with that vision. Man, I could have prevented myself from wasting time bouncing I, to and fro. I call that predict the unpredictable, right? Visualize your future so that your future can actually take into place, right? And basically, what, when knowing what you know today and all everything that you have learned in all the years that you have done business, right? What are the one of those things that you will regret from doing so or, or you benefit from? What can you give us a little bit more insightful information from everything that you know about what you have accomplished in the years of business that you have been in? What is it that one thing that you will either regret doing it or the one thing that you are so proud of doing so? Man, I have a lot. I can't give you one. I have lots of regrets. I've been in business for too long. Um, regret, I could say as a micro without getting too specific, is not listening to my gut. <clears throat> allowing people to influence me. You know, I, I didn't listen to my gut on a couple of circumstances and I listened to people who didn't know the full th full story. And by doing so, one particular time cost me seven years of my life and almost $300,000 of, of fees in a legal battle. It was ridiculous. Not listening like to my gut. No, no, marriage. no. It was a business issue. It wasn't marriage. My, my marriage is awesome. It was business. It was a business divorce. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't listen to my gut. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I can... I could say that for me, not listening to my gut was a big one. Number two, if I can tell you the greatest thing is surround yourself with unbelievable people. 
Yes. The better people you can surround yourself with. And guys, I got to be honest, I've fallen victim to this. I can't afford to hire that individual. And then I just want to hire somebody cheaper, right? And before you know it, I should have hired the best one first. So I often now have take the position saying, I want to hire the absolute best person for that position. If it's going to cost me a premium and they're worth it, they're going to make up for it. So I want to surround myself with the best possible people to help carry out the mission that we have for our companies. Those are the two pros and cons if I had to condense it on a moment's notice, Ricardo. Perfect. So now what can you share on your greatest business success story? <laughs> Man, I can share lots of things there on big greatest successes. The biggest success I can tell you comes in a family matter. <clears throat> My dad passed away unexpectedly a couple of years ago, unexpectedly. It was in the middle of heartache for our family. We had already dealt with a lot of things. My wife and I had lost several babies in the third mis in the third trimester to miscarriages. And lo and behold, my dad, who is my hero, was gone in a split, a split second. My mom looked at me the day after the funeral and said, Justin, am I going to be okay? And because we had done proper planning, because we had aligned their life's business into a position where they could succeed, I got to tell you, man, there's nothing more successful that I can think of than to be able to look at your mother in the eyes after an event and say, you're okay. We did it right. So that to me is probably the, my biggest success story. It's not what you're after. I know what you're after. You want me to brag about clients, but I can tell you to me, that's the biggest success story. Now on a client matter, I have a client who years ago, um, he had about $400,000 of total assets and he wanted to retire in two years, which means we had to grow from 400,000 to 5 million. We did it in about six years time and he sold his business and retired. And now he likes driving motorcycles all over the place. That's an unbelievable success story. Now he listened and it was hard and it's not the same thing that everybody's going to be able to accomplish. He, this guy was a special case, but you can reach your goals. So, you know, if I could say anything to business owners along that lines, it'd be this Ricardo life is hard. Business will kick you square in the teeth the minute you don't think you don't it's coming. And when you do think it's coming, it's not going to hit you in the teeth. It's going to hit you in the gut. It's going to knock you down over and over. But you can reach your goals. And this thing of business, franchising, whatever it may be, it is so rewarding. You have the opportunity to influence so many people, whether it's your employees that you help them pay for their kids to go to college or pay their car payments or their house payments, or it's your customers that you have the opportunity to serve every single day to help their lives be better, whatever it is, even if it's serving pizzas to them, you're helping their lives be better. The business owner world is a great one and you can help, you can reach your level of success. So I agree with you, Mike, uh, Justin, but um, we're running out of time and I want to, I want to know where our listeners can learn more about you. And how can they connect with you? Because you, you are a very intricate person in the financial world. You're helping people how to do the right investment. You're helping people how to uh, streamline their business methodology so that it can actually be very profitable. Um, where can our, our listeners reach out to you? Sure. So go to financiallysimple.com. There it hosts everything. And my challenge to your listeners is this. If, there is a, if there's a subject that you can search on the website and we have not written about it, let me know. If there's anything in business that you have a question about that's not on that site, let me know. That's we'll fill it, we'll fill the gap. So you can go to financiallysimple.com or you can go to financially simple on any of the podcast venues out there. We have over 340 episodes. We deal with anything and everything. In fact, I'm soon recording an episode on how to create the best 
possible schedule for business owners for maximum productivity. It's a great podcast. I can't wait to share how to simplify just to create a schedule so that we can be high producers. So I would challenge you to go to financiallysimple.com or check out the Financially Simple podcast. Perfect, perfect, very much. I want to thank you very much. Uh, stay after the uh, cut up, but um, I look forward to talk to you more in the near future and continue striving forward. So I want to thank you again for being part of the Inside Story franchise. And hopefully all of our listeners will appreciate the great insightful information and they will look after you and find that great information after you. Hey, Ricardo, thanks for having me on the show today, man. Hey, and all the listeners out there, y'all go out and make it happen. Charge hell with a water pistol. Let's have fun with this thing in business. Thank you very much. I appreciate that very much. You've been listening to the Inside Story on Franchising with your host, Ricardo Matos. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review on your preferred podcast listening platform. That way, you'll never miss a new episode and you can help spread the word to more entrepreneurs like yourself. We really appreciate that effort and we'll catch you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.